Hello and welcome back to the Football Foundry, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. I'm your host James and I'm joined by Matt. Hello. Hello, how are you? All right, how are you? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Plenty of action over the weekend to blast through. And where else better to start than the North London Derby? Who Before the game, who would you say won? Who was your winner? Draw to all. <laughs> before um, the game. <laughs> honestly, probably would have edged it to Arsenal slightly on form at the yeah. moment. But yeah. wouldn't have, didn't, wouldn't, didn't, wasn't a massive shock when Tottenham took. Well, to be fair, in the game, Arsenal actually looked to be bit, the better side, even though when Tottenham would start scoring, it was like quite unfair how it fell that way. But I would have had Arsenal before the game. Yeah. Definitely so. They were the more informed side and the Spurs are going to do a, a bit of a sour patch. Mm. But um, to start off with, it was Arsenal's high line that caught them out early on. Spurs broke through. Sonshaw got parried by Leno. bit questionable because it went, fell straight yeah. to the path of Eriksen who opened the scoring. But like you say, it was kind of against the run of play that that did actually happen. Agreed, mate. I, I thought Arsenal were the better side and... It was bad. I literally about three minutes before that goal, I just put a five on to Arsenal to score first. So I was fuming. Oh, I was that, I was that confident because Arsenal was burying Tottenham so much at that point. I was like, Arsenal will bounce score any second. But yeah, curse of me betting Tottenham then scored. <laughs> <laughs> and then Spurs got one of the penalty as well. Again, a bit fortunate. Well, the actual incident itself wasn't fortunate, but for Spurs, it was fortunate in general. But God knows what Shaka's doing going in for that challenge on Son like that. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, boy can't tackle. It is boy shocking, isn't it? Like, why would you go to ground like that in the box? Arsenal's still trying to play him as a DMC, and he's never been that. And it's just. No. Oh, schoolboy defending that. He leaves the ground, jumps in. If he caught him properly, it'd have been a red yeah. card. It's like, stupid. Oh, yeah. No, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Well taken, though, by Harry Kane, as no, per. One to rely on no, for penalties. No. Not at all. But then, just before half-time, Lacazette handed Arsenal the lifeline by hammering it home inside the six-yard box with such venom. But there were some appeals, because there was a free kick yeah. before that, weren't there? And then there was all sorts of appeals. Do you have any idea what that was even for? Um, I remember watching it live thinking they should have been pulled back for a free kick just beforehand. But then I thought, oh, Lacazette had just scored anyway. So yeah. like, oh, fair enough, he's like, it ran on. But I genuinely thought it should have been a free kick to Arsenal in the build-up. But, hey, it still worked out for them. See, there was build-up. Like, they took the free kick and then there was, like, a, a parry back and then someone else took a shot. And then that's when all the claims started. And then there were a couple of attacks. There were, like, two or three different little runs through, weren't there? And then one of them got tripped over, like you say, which that bit should have been free kick. But I'm, I don't even know if the other bit was forehand ball or not. Like, I've got no idea no, what they were claiming for. Now, to be honest. I suppose if they didn't score, it maybe would have got looked at. But now it's they scored, so it doesn't really matter, does it? They got what they wanted. But then Abamyang was the man to get asked to level. But all credit has to go to Gwen Doozy mm, this ball. entire game for me. Not just for this ball, he had such a brilliant game. He was just such a young player to have such a big game like that and just take it in his stride. Yeah, he really showed his class in this game. He's worth to this Arsenal team. Um, brilliant performance by the lad, and such a great ball to um, bang him to latch on to sort of home pass Lloris. Great, 
pretty all round game. Yeah, um, like literally, if you were to freeze frame just before he plays that pass, you wouldn't pick out that pass at all. No, if you were to freeze it and sort of look at the options that you had available, that is the most obscure one to pick out, and he gets it. You think it was too narrow at that point to be able to cross yeah. it in like that? Maybe if it was a bit wider to get a bit of whip to bend it round to that ball, potentially, yeah, but it was quite narrow, but yeah, he did really well to pull it off. Yeah, quality stuff. Hopefully that's a sign of things to come from him because he has had glimpses in the past, but he's not had a solid all-round game like this, and it was unfortunate he didn't actually get the goal with the effort that he had. Yeah, yeah. Where he tried, took it bottom corner, but I think Leno got to it. Um, But if he'd have got that goal as well, phew, it'd have been flying, absolutely flying. But really late on, Harry Kane tried to milk a penalty late on, claiming he tried to shield the ball. But we all know, Harry Kane, we all know that was a blatant attempt at trying to make the most of contact. No, he fell over. It was a dive, mate. Yeah, straight up. Definitely tried to. Have you seen the thing with uh, Jeff Shreves making him watch it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. (laughs) That was and like, Harry Kane oh, was trying to black the whole thing. I was like, yeah, yeah. Legs were getting tired there. I was just putting putting my back into it to force him off and I've just yeah. gone down, yeah. It's like, no, you... It's brilliant. He's like, oh, yeah, I haven't watched it back yet, so I'll have to watch it back. Oh, don't worry about that, Harry. We've got it. A monitor for you just here so you can watch it back. It's like the this awkwardest thing ever. I know. It's great. Um, but all in all, 2-2, two, two, draw. Is it a good result for both, or should one of the sides gone on and won? Uh, I think I think Tottenham will be happy with the draw, considering I didn't think they played that well, to be honest. They had a few good chances, and mm-hmm. Leno did have to make some good saves at some points to keep them in that game. But if anything, yeah. Arsenal probably edged it in my eye. So I think Arsenal might feel a little bit aggrieved not to have won the match. But still early in the season, no team can really afford to be dropping the whole three points. So they probably are still quite happy at the end of it that neither team, well, the other team didn't win it, I suppose. But Arsenal might feel a little yeah. bit more harsh. Yeah, like we said before, Arsenal were the team going into it in form, so you'd you'd look a bit more towards Arsenal. And uh, I was sort of expecting the four-two thing, you know. You know what happened last season yeah. where they went two-nil down, came back and won four-two. I was sort of seeing that. I was like, this this could swing this way, but went to be. But it was still it was a cracking game it was though, a cracking for the game. neutral. It was a good Absolutely game. Absolutely cracking. Um, one point that I want to go on to about Arsenal is they've got the th- the front three now in, obviously, Bamiang, Lacazette and Pepe. And after the match, in the analysis and things like that, they were all talking about where they prefer each player to play and who plays best there, etc. And the main point was who should be playing down the middle at Arsenal, up front, in the middle. Is it Bamiang or Lacazette? Well, Arsenal play like I said down the middle and they tend to play a Bangyang off the left hand side and Pepe off the right. Yeah. But I think they're probably right the way they're doing it, to be honest. Do you think? I feel like a Bamiyang gets a lot more goals when he's in the middle. Um and he he's, I, I wouldn't say he's silent when he's on the left, because he's not, he's really not. But he doesn't have half as much as impact as he does on the left than he does in the middle. I think he's more likely to get more out of a banging on being on the left hand side than Lacazette because a banging is obviously quicker. So I think he's more able to yeah. get a banging behind the full back by playing on the way. I don't think Lacazette would do as much leg work as a banging would do. So I think it works better having a banging yeah. on the left. 
see, I like a point that Mourinho made because he was saying the difference between because Arsenal and Liverpool play similar formations. Yeah. But he said the difference with that is is that Firmino's the type of player to drop behind the line, pick up the ball and feed them through, which is why Salah and Mane get a lot of goals between them because Firmino drops back and creates a space for them yeah. and feeds it in. And Lacazette's not that type of no. player, so he's more likely to get the goals whereas the wingers do the work for him, which is, I think, where they sort of miss Giroud a little yeah. bit. Obviously, they won't, I don't think they'd play Giroud over Lacazette, but you get my point, that sort of role that Giroud played. Yeah, well. obviously, bang it into him to hold it up for the wingers to then cut inside to receive it off him and be able to yeah. get a goal. Yeah, I get that. And also pull a defender out in the process as well, because obviously someone's going to come out with him, aren't they, to follow him a little yeah. bit. So it opens up more space for him as well. But you you think um, the way that they're doing it is the way they should go about it? If like they're playing three up front, I think they'll have like, I think they should play. If they're, if they're inside, insisting on playing them all, like I said, and Pepe, mm-hmm. like I said, goes through the middle for me still. Fair enough. Fair enough. We shall move on to uh, Everton and Wolves. Anyway, another cracking game. Super Sunday actually lived up to its name this time around. It was a cracking weekend. Yeah, some great games. More so on the Sunday. Yeah. Um, Everton played Wolves, of course, and finishing 3-2. But, my God, that opening sort of 15 minutes, it was it was brilliant stuff. Uh, <laughs> we start off with the absolutely terrible back pass from Connor Cody. Causes a mess and Richarlison pounces on it. One quick thing about Richarlison before we do move on. Is he better playing as a more supporting player that, rather than playing as a striker. I think he'd probably play best off a taller striker, little and large sort of thing. Charleston. Yeah. Personally. Because I I think he's I think he's better sort of like you say, playing off someone than he is because they tried him on his own yeah. up there, didn't they, for a bit. And he gets isolated a lot. Whereas I think he's better being involved a bit more in the build-up and then sort of pouncing on those opportunities or making himself available in yeah. the box rather than just being that one and only option up there because I don't think he deals with it as well. Whereas now they've got, obviously, Moise Keane as well playing yeah. up front. He's got a bit more freedom behind. Yeah, and like I said, I think last week or the week before about, I don't think Calvert-Loon's good enough to be starting week in, week out for the Everton side. Yeah. Um, I think they will be probably looking to go along with Moise Keane as main strike and play with Charleston. Either alongside him or just yeah. off him. That's the way I'd do it with this Everton side. Yeah. It looks a lot more confident as well. So it it's clearly yeah. working well for him. So hopefully it keeps going. But Everton's league didn't last long. Wolves got back level through the uh through yep. Sice. But again, that didn't last long either because as Sigurdsson swings the ball across to a Wobe. There we yeah. go. Good goal. Two one. 15, well, about 12 minutes played, 2-1 up, Everton, yep. crazy stuff. But what a smart signing. I yeah, think I, I think it's a really shrewd signing because I'm still a little bit surprised that Arsenal released him, but obviously well, not released him. Well, technically you have, but yeah. You know so, what I mean, release sounds yeah, like a free transfer. But, um, <laughs> obviously with the introduction yeah. of Pepe at um, Arsenal, it was, the world was getting further and further down that pecking order. So, But no, I think Everton, it's quite a shrewd signing. I think he'll end up being a good little, good little player for Everton. So yeah, good deal. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Better than Zaha, though, do you think? Better player than Zaha? No, Zaha's a better player. 
Not not necessarily the better player, but best signing. Oh yeah, well Zaha would have cost another 40, 50 mil on top of what they spent on for Awobis. And Awobis still young, so Awobis Awobis younger than Zaha, so there's still a chance Awobi will get better. But I don't think he'll get to Zaha's level. But I think he'll still be a good player. But I I sort of think it's a better signing okay. for Everton because. Um, they've got like a uh, not a Wobby. Obviously, they've got a Wobby. They've got um a lot of attacking options, and Zaha wants to be that main man, doesn't he? And I don't know. I feel like they sort of spread it across their attack a bit more. Yeah, I see what you mean. So I feel like a Wobby will fit into that a bit better because he doesn't want to be the main man. He wants to be a contributor and wants to do his bit for no, the I team. see what you mean, but I still think you could have Zaha in this system to put him out far on a flank and let him just do his bits and pieces and he'll still create chances for whoever's in there. So I still think Zaha would be a great sign for Everton, but I'm not taking anything away from a Wobby. I still think that's a very good deal, but I think if they're willing to pay the money for yeah. Zaha, value, value for money a Wobby probably oh, yeah. is the better deal, but Zaha's a better player and I think Everton would be better with Zaha in that team than it will be but value for money wise yeah fair enough but speaking of value for money what about Fabian Delph he had a oh, not a bad half free agent sign for them but yeah he's not he's, he's never been a bad player but obviously he got a lot of people didn't look as favourable hung after the whole way he left Aston Villa to join City and then he was playing as yeah. left back for City, where his natural position is probably holding midfielder as a defensive sort of midfielder inside the game where he played for Everton in this mm-hmm. match. So he had a proper chance to show what he's worth. And obviously, he's missed the first couple of games, I think, was due to injury. I don't think it was a case of not getting picks. But no. Yeah, when they, when they signed him, so he had no, a but no, gave a really good account of himself. And I think he's going to be another quite a shrewd signing for Everton. Yeah, they've done good. To be fair, let's be serious. Everton always do good in transfer windows. It's just how they then implement the player going yeah. forwards as to how the signing becomes the signing for Everton. Like they could sign anyone in the world, but it just depends on how they use them as to whether it's going to actually be a good signing or not. I suppose you could say that for any team, but when you yeah, sign exactly. six number 10s, no, then, uh... really good. Yeah. <laughs> good old Ronald Koeman. Oh dear. Um, but yeah, back to the game itself. It was such a lively start, but then after the goals had gone in, we sort of saw chances. I'm not saying there's, there were no chances in between the other yeah. the sets of goals, should I say? Um, but they were brilliantly saved by both yeah. Patricio and uh, Pickford until Jimenez puts his eye on the line to level <laughs> the scoring. Um. Unfortunately, Richarlison then goes up the other end and finds the back of the net with a lovely header just five minutes after. So it was sort of like tit for tat this entire game, really. Yeah, it was one punch then received by another punch back at them. So it's just yeah. like a boxing match, really, or a tennis match, you could say. But um, yeah, it was end to end stuff. Yeah, it was. And uh, I, I really like that Richarlison's sort of finding his feet now because he did, he did sign for Everton and then. He oh. started really well, and he yeah. sort of dropped off a bit, and Everton started to not score as many goals. But if he can keep it going, I hope he's just not one of them. I'll be brilliant in the first two months, but then after that, I'll sort of disappear a bit. Yeah, I think we probably said similar this time last year about him. To be fair, mate, so we'll just have to wait yeah. and see if he can actually just be a bit more consistent rather than having a hot start. Mm-hmm. Hot start, cold finish. But mm-hmm. speaking of cold finishes, Willy Bolly sees a second yellow card and heads straight for the baths. 
Yeah, he didn't have a good game. He was at fault for some of the no. goals. Yeah, stupid yeah. tackle. There was no. He didn't even have to make the tackle for the second yellow. He just pushes Richarlson off. The, I think it was Richarlson. They, they were both. Him, but yeah, like, they were stupid. They were both on Richarlson. They were both a similar sort of tackle, and they just weren't needed. Yeah, like just body, just body checks him for no reason. Yeah, like it was ruined away from him. They get. There was no point. There's no point. Not at all. Not at all. It was a. It's one of them where you sort of think. He can't deal with pace of him. He no. just needs to try and stop him, and he's just trying to, like you say, body check him to stop him getting past. And he's just been caught both times when he's done it, and like he's just done himself over, yeah, really. Exactly. And Wolves go to United next, don't they? Uh... After the international breaks, I'm well, sure I know they've got. Well, I know they've got two weeks off. I can't remember who they've got next. Off. Oh no, they've just played United, haven't they? Oh, I can't. I can't remember about that, but um, <laughs> I'm sure they've got a big team coming up next. I'll just quickly. I think it's Chelsea. Is it Chelsea? It is Chelsea. It is Chelsea. That's yeah, they've Chelsea. just played United, so mm. it can't be United. But yeah, um, <laughs> moving away anyway from uh, Wolves and Everton, Southampton played Manchester United. I United. <laughs> and, uh, Ryan Giggs, I mean, sorry, Dan James with another beautiful goal. I wouldn't go for that comparison <laughs> properly yet, but <laughs> every Man United fan is doing it. <laughs> ludicrous. But uh, no, hey, <laughs> take nothing away from the finish, though. It was a great goal by the lad, but oh, yeah, calm it with yeah, the Giggs talk. <laughs> He'll be whipping shirt off. He'll have all air down yeah. his chest when he scores against in Arsenal. <laughs> Uh, but in all seriousness, no, the the one one draw it's a massive point for United. No, yeah. oh, huge result for them. Keep them, <laughs> keep them. They just need to get all it those is. points while they can. To be fair, so yeah, can't be complaining. Can't be complaining yeah. about these early points. Exactly, exactly. But in all seriousness, no, Southampton <laughs> are putting on a good show for me. I like, I like how Sam, Southampton are looking at the minute. They've got that sort of no fear kind of thing going about them. And I know it. I know Man United these days. You can take points off them as long as you you outplay them in certain areas of the pitch. But I think Southampton could have a good season this season. I'm feeling it. Yeah. Well, not the greatest start. Let's be honest. But um, the way they play, they should be all right. They should do okay this season. Yeah. I like what's his face, yeah, Vestergaard as well. Yeah. Big unit. Big unit. And for the goal as well, let's just point out yep. the defending for this goal. So when when you look at it, when the ball's coming in, Maguire's pointing at Vestergaard, Lindelof is pointing at Vestergaard, and there's also someone else, I think I might be wrong on this, but yep. I think it could be Ashley Young pointing at Vestergaard. Now that's three of your defensive line all pointing at him, and not one of them players is marking him until the ball is lofted over where Lindelof is then backpedalling to challenge someone who is almost Oof. twice his size to win the ball. And it, it's just a shambles. Why is not Maguire just saying, right, he's a big lad, I'm on him. I love it. They're trying to use the force, mate. Or point at him. <laughs> Stay still. <Zing>. Exactly. <laughs> but no. Push him out of the box. But no, Maguire should be <laughs> just taking over and just battering him. But... Yeah, like he's let's be serious, he's coming to sort of marshal yeah, that defense he together. He so is. he should be like, right, out of my way, Lindelof, you have him, I'll take him. Like, even if they are playing the opposite sides to each other, like Maguire's left centre back, 
uh, Lindelof's right centre back, just swap for that brief moment whilst Vestergaard's there. Because the only reason he's gone there is because Lindelof's like five foot two. Yeah. (laughs) He's just gone to make the most of the height advantage. So just swap. Adjust your play to it. But they're all just stood Yeah, I know. It's not good. Not good at all, sir. And then we have Palace against Villa. Palace coming out 1-0 winners and Roy keeps on riding. Palace are fourth. (laughs) And Matthew is ill. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. Muted to have a coughing fit. Yeah, Palace are fourth. So, yeah, they've started well. Yeah, they have. They've done really well, to be fair. Apart from that game against Sheffield United where they got beat. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Sheffield United are not fourth in the league, are they? No. No, we're not. We will be. Yeah. <laughs> Come the end of the season. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, as I say, it's unfortunate for Aston Villa, though, because their goal that was disallowed should have stood. I've got no idea what the referee's seeing in this. And the fact that VAR hasn't overruled it and let the goal stand because of the actual clear and obvious yeah, contact. Yeah. VIR ruling was the, the whistle was blown. What, beforehand? Yeah. But oh, it's... Can't, they can't then stop play. They can't just continue what happened after the whistle had blown to start the thing. Now, there's no way VIR... No, the goal should have stood. She wasn't in the free kick in the first yeah. place. I agree on that. But the VIR then can't allow the goal to happen. But it should never have been free kick in the no, first place. No, well, it's it's ridiculous. Ludicrous. There's two forms of contact on him, and he's still ruled down as a dive. Yeah, crazy, stupid it's mate, absolutely crazy, stupid for the lad. But as I say, unfortunate for Villa. I mean, it's it's putting them in a bit of a tight situation. I mean, I know we're only four games in, but they are sort of like down that lower end, having only got three points. But still, it's still early days at the moment. So a lot of teams are still on. All you need is like a couple of wins, and you're yeah. right up that table at the moment. Yeah. So it won't be panic stations for them them yet. Not just yet. Uh, but speaking of panic stations, Frank Lampard sweating away still after his first home <laughs> win as Chelsea manager because Sheffield United were in town, and they had that. Let's be serious, though. They had that never give up attitude. They were two 0 down away from. Well, let's home. be serious. Sheffield United gave them the two 0 lead. Yeah. Don't want the defence were for the first. Oh. It was poor for the first two Egan goals. And, Egan and O'Connell just had no communication whatsoever there. Yeah, it was poor in that sense. But no, you did well to obviously pull it back. But it should never been. You should never been two 0 down in the no. first place, mate. No, but, but yeah, well. it was away at home against a side like Chelsea as well. So brilliant result. End of the day, United. last season you'd gone to Stamford Bridge and taken a point. So yeah, last season. No, before the season started, like oh, we're now in the oh, Premiership. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we go to Stamford Bridge, we'll be happy to take a point, no issue. So, yeah, yeah no. good still for you boys. But Perfect, yeah. Like, I, I can't fault it at all. I mean, like I said, defensive miss-outs, but they atoned for it by getting us back into the game. And Callum Robinson absolutely loved yeah. his goal. Yeah, it was a good goal. Loved it. I, he's going to be a good little player this season, I think. I like him. Yeah, said it a couple of weeks like back. I said, true time from Preston he was. Because like, he didn't really mm. set the Football League on fire last or the Championship. On fire last goals yeah, that was it. Last but no, average. It looks apart for you lot. Like I start, yeah. I start him up top rather than Ollie McBurney or that dinosaur sharp. So yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> he's he's better playing off someone. Yeah, I think I I don't think like have him up front as a two, but have him do the legwork yeah. and then have your bigger like your sharp McGoldrick or McBurney Burning. or whatever. 
being that sort of target man, essentially. I think that's how he'd work best. But Edna Stevens, to me, has been our player. So yeah, your left back. He's been unbelievable. He's just ripping them apart, isn't he? Just weaving through that Chelsea team. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> man, crazy. we had a good game. Definitely, mate. Definitely. Did. He did. Uh, speaking of good games, though, Tammy Abraham. Yeah. Let's get two goals back-to-back. Good stuff. Well, like I said, it was assisted, these goals. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. Assisted, but he took oh, yeah. a oh, yeah, yeah, Conf- yeah. confident finish. Still got to be there. I totally agree. But, um, yeah. yeah, he's like, I still don't know if he's he's good. I genuinely still don't know if he's good enough to be Chelsea's main striker. Because I know Frank, he's good pushing with um, Abraham up top rather than Giroud or Batshuayi. Like, last season, you'd have started mm-hmm. Batshuayi for Chelsea. Cause the way he ended last season with Fapali. Yeah. So he's not even touching Batshuayi, which I find a little odd. But it's just whether, it's whether Abraham... Mm-hmm can do it against the better sides because no disrespect his goals so far have been against Norwich and Sheffield United two teams that have come up so not yeah. Norwich yeah. profoundly known to having a bad defence you guys not so much but you helped him out a lot in this game but oh yeah the defensive mishaps yeah. didn't help at all so yeah like against bigger sides like you say let's see what we can do then and then we'll start talking about him maybe pulling on an England shirt because, yeah, obviously the English squad's been announced this week and some of it yeah. is questionable. There's probably people now saying, should Abraham have got a call-up? Because, mm-hmm. well, Callum Wilson's gone off injured, but I'm not quite sure how his status is. I think I think he's all right for it, to be honest. But, yeah. But, well, let's talk of Ashley Barnes as well. But mm. yeah. Big old Ashley Barnes. Can't stop him a minute. Um, Newcastle-Watford finished 1-1, but Watford have scored their fastest ever Premier League goal, thanks to Will Hughes. <laughs> And like an idiot, I forgot to put the time in, but I know it was really quick. I think it went down. <laughs> I'm sure, I know it went down as two minutes, but that probably means it was like one minute thirty one or one minute thirty. Yeah. Oh no, it's no, it's anything after one minute. It's classed yeah. as a two minute goal. I think so, yeah. off the top made it was one seventeen. So I yeah, think. but yeah, their fastest yeah. ever Premier League goal, and Newcastle's goal. Should have been ruled out for handball. Fabian Judging Char. by the previous calls of VAR. Yeah. is just made up as it goes along now. Yeah. Literally, <laughs> there's, there's no consistency with it. I mean, if you're going to rule Jesus' goal out from the other week where it grazes Laporte's arm, not having a clue that it's him whatsoever, and he slots it home, to then this blatantly hitting his hand... Fair enough, it is still tucked in, but the rule is if it hits a hand of a player and then the ball finds its way into the net and a goal is created, the goal will not stand. And this is exactly what happened here. Yeah, it's just this thing of like not for Because I, I literally just watched matches the day before coming on for this. And it was a game where um, ball hits the referee. Oh, Nowadays yeah. with the new rules, as soon as the ball hits the referee to drop ball, he played on. I just can't remember what game it was. I just, oh, it's just that I just came to me it. then. Because it was like a goal kick, or the keeper was kicking it out, or defenders tried to clear it. It was Vestergaard. It, it yeah, was Southampton. I thought, I thought it was that, yeah. I was about to say, I think Southampton match. But yeah, the ball gets smacked against Mike Dean, and I think it goes back to the keeper safely. But realistically, that should have been a drop ball, like new rules. But um, you're never going to get complete consistency with the VAR and stuff, unless it's the same person doing every single match which you're not going to guess. So people are going to interpret things in different ways because it's all about how you interpret the rules or bits and pieces like that. So I don't think you're ever going to get consistency unless everyone is completely singing the same hymn sheet or 
the same person controlling VAR for every single match, which is impossible. Let's just get rid of it. <laughs> well, no, I don't. I, I don't think it's. They brought it in for the good intention, so I think it still it's can t- be used. But it's, it's just it's too fiddly. It's too like it should be called upon by the referee when they believe it should be. It shouldn't just be getting pinged on every single time to adjust things yeah. and, the, and the get, rid of, get rid of the stupid handball me. rule and all sorts. Yeah, the the thing that gets me is I was all for having VAR put in. But it's the rule changes that are what's causing all of the uproar because <laughs> it makes it seem like it's VAR's fault and it's not. It's the rule changes that VAR is struggling to deal with because VAR is that new in yeah. the league. If it was the case where this season we implemented VAR with the old rules and went with it like that, yeah, see how it went on. If it was a success majority of the time because everyone's always going to have a because of this that's always going to happen you're never going to get away from that but if it is successful next season then think right okay we've got VAR how can we then improve it more to make the game even more fair and then start implementing handball rules and stuff like that that's what gets me about it it's all too much all at once and everyone's sort of like what even are the rules of football anymore you kick it in that net and you use your foot. Well, a few years ago, it was all about the offside rules changing. Well, there's still still people yeah. complaining about that. But you're never going to please everyone because it depends how the ruling favours your team in that specific match. But it just needs to be a bit yeah. simpler. And rather than trying to change everything in one go to fit a accommodate a system, it should be done gradually. I get it in, but yeah. I can understand why they've done the handball rule because it does make it a lot more black and white. So it touches a hand, it's a free kick or a penalty or wherever. I get that, but it's not always legitimate. Oh. It's not even because I preferred it last year. It's like it's common sense. Like the ball's by your arm and it pings up a yard off you and hits your hand. That is not the defender's fault, especially if the... I, I can still kind of exactly. understand if the ball's on target or it's going in. Yeah, but if the ball's just going to be to a pass to someone else, it's like it's not on purpose. It's unfair. No, yeah, exactly. Like it's like you say, but I th- I think that rule has been brought in because they're watching these replays in that slow motion. They cannot tell if it is deliberate or not. They can't tell what but, sort of angle yeah. around. Well, those going those for. sort of decisions should be done at um, like normal speed because that's how pace, that's how the yeah. that's how the players see it, and that's how. They react is normal speed. They, yeah. they haven't got the power to slow down times. Like, oh god, if, no, it's we're all human. What, we all we, should we all go at the same speed unless you a bang yeah. who's really quick. But no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what what it should genuinely be is it should be just a replay of what's happened, maybe at different angles. I, un- I understand. No slowing down yeah. speed. None of that. Just. Straight up replay of what's just happened. I understand slowing it down for offside decisions to work out the lines and stuff like that. And I also still think it. Free I still, I that, still yeah. think it should be the case of it has to be a body part of you that you can actually use to play football. So if your hands offside, you shouldn't be offside. Yeah, it's not a ball exactly. playing part of your body. What we'll do, Matt, is we'll start our own we'll game. Start our own. Letter. Yeah. Start our own. Yeah. Start our own we'll Premier call, League. What should we call it? Proper rules. What should we call it? Uh, the foot. I don't know, mate. Football foundry. The foundry of football. Mm, no, that's horrible. <laughs> mate. That's horrible. 
the football <laughs> foundry soccer league. <laughs> That'll get all us Americans all bouncing on the seats. That's, that we that's, called it soccer. <laughs> soccer. That's what I was thinking, mate. Get the Yanks involved. Get them happy. <laughs> we'll move away anyway before we do start creating his own football league. Uh, Man City Brighton. It took just 71 seconds for City to open the scoring. De Bruyne. And it was Aguero meeting De Bruyne. It was a lovely pullback goal. Yeah. FIFA esque. Yeah, run down the wing and put it back for a key, someone to slot it into. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely a FIFA yeah. goal, 101. Yeah. Definitely. A James King special. Um, yes. I, I don't do that, give up. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's a bit bad news for Laporte. Looks to be out for quite a yeah, while. Looks... No no official statement's been said, but it doesn't look good. Um, but in fairness, I know he's a, I know he's a good defender, possibly City's best defender. Now he is. Um, yeah, but I don't think it'll make too much of a difference. I think they'll just win games 4-2 instead really of 4 well. I know, so you'd think the main partnership now would be John Stones and not Amendi, so... Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Like, I mean, they're both still good defenders. Like, it's not like a, a huge, huge, huge issue. But, I mean, when it starts getting tighter towards Christmas, depending on how long he's out for, that's when it could be... Uh, if the knee injury, he's out for months, mate, so, like, months... Yeah. yeah. Do you know what's really upsetting as well? He's just had his French call-up. And I generally think he's probably the second best defender in the league behind Van Dyke, which is yeah, he's good report, really good defender. And I just think it's just just had his French call up, never played for France before. Gets a call up, boom, knees gone. Oh well, back to Antiquian <laughs> Varane then for France. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Isn't it, he just fell back down. Oh dear. Uh, but West Ham Norwich and Sebastian Haller is going to be a quality player for West Ham. Well, he's definitely a fox in the box because all his goals have been like poachers finishes, yeah. so he's definitely alert. So, yeah, yeah. he's. He's like uh, the, the reborn Hernandez. I was literally thinking that as well. <laughs> but it was if, only, just... if, only they had, if only they had Hernandez. Oh, wait. He's, well, apparently he's meant to be going, isn't he? I've seen something about him opening talks about a move somewhere. Has the, has the European window now shut? Is that 11 yeah. o'clock tonight? Everywhere shut, shut well, I think. Just an hour ago. I think so, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, we are recording at 6 o'clock on a Monday afternoon, just so... Monday evening, should I say. Um, but yeah, I think the shut, I'm not sure. But I think this was talks for January, for him to go out oh. in January. Okay. So they could be lining up a maybe a backup striker to come in. To Hernandez will end up in MLS. That's his next point of shot. I can't call, remember I which team it was that um, that actually... Uh, I'll do my usual. I'll yeah, look sky you, you, do, you do your research. But it was it was good to see um, Yarmolenko back amongst the goals as yeah, well. Yeah, because obviously he got a bad injury bad. last season yeah. as well. Yeah, he, 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 started, he started off really well for West Ham. Yeah, yeah, he looked a good player, and um, he came in to sort of cover Lanzini essentially, didn't he? It, it, I won't say it was a panic buy, but it was a sort of we need, we need someone of that quality to come in and just sort of fill a gap for us for a bit. Came in, got unfortunately injured, and they sort of had to rethink what they were going to do. Um, but it's good good to see him back amongst it and uh, getting some game time as well after a horrible injury. Transfer window still open. Oh, is it to eleven? Yeah. Uh, not sure to be true. But it just says before third of September. It still has Neymar and Christian Eriksen to leave. Oh well, well Neymar's uh, said it's staying now, isn't he? Yeah. 
Because Barcelona aren't interested. Hmm. Ah, well. Um, any any news on Hernandez? They've got they've already got two options, and that's Neymar and Eriksson. That's all they've got. So no idea what's going on there. I thought I seen something about. Oh, Javier Hernandez joins Sevilla from West Ham in a deal worth close to eight oh. million pounds. No go. wonder he's not on that list then. <laughs> already gone through. I didn't think it already gone through. I thought it was something for January, but yeah, he's gone to Sevilla. So oh, fair enough. Yeah. So they don't need him anymore. No. But uh, Leicester played Bournemouth, and Jamie Vardy's having an absolute party. His goal was so yeah. alike to the one against Liverpool back in fifteen. Yeah. That volley. Oh. Uh, it was a really well taken goal. Obviously, keepers on rushing, but. Any yeah. chance. Vardy just lifts it over, lands bounce, doesn't even bounce before the goal, just lands into the net. Brilliant. Quality goals. Um yeah. is Vardy back to his very, very, very best. Under Rogers, he no one in the league has scored more goals than him in twenty nineteen since Rogers has came in. It's probably obviously I think his best season his best would have been when they won the league, but he's definitely Pushing that because obviously he had that record. He's still got the Premier League record for the most goals in yeah. consecutive games. So is it eleven that he got? Uh, or yeah, was it like, eleven to beat Van Nistelrooy. Yeah, because he got. He the... did that. Did it against United as well because yeah. Meg Meg De Gea. Yeah, <laughs> remember he was the one. Uh, they drew one all with United. I'm sure it was one all draw, but Vardy scored. But um, yeah, Tiber eleven. I think eleven. Eleven sounds right. Yeah. 11, 11 seemed the first number that came to my head. But yeah, it's like, he's, he's on good form and to have a, a good, strong team again. Because even the defender they've got in that's replaced Maguire, I can't Sion even Koo. attempt. Yeah, him. He's unbelievable at playing ball. He's so yeah. confident with ball well, at his feet. They had him last season, mate. They, didn't, no, they just never played him before Maguire. But yes, yeah, the Turkish side, um, Koyos Soyonku, something like that. Yeah, He's going to be a... a a Manchester United defender in about two years. Him. <laughs> Hold on. So is right. <laughs> so is Liverpool, Southampton. Yeah. Is Man United's Leicester. Yeah. <laughs> with you. That's, that's what well, we're going with. Wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if United signed Tealsman at some point. So yeah, no, I can it, see that looking that way, isn't it? But uh, good stuff from Leicester. Bournemouth did all right, I guess, but. Unfortunate for Callum Wilson. He looked like he was having a Did Canyo game. You know, hmm. from years and years and years ago. What? I can't remember who it was against that. Was it against like Bradford or something? Shuff, shoved over Paul Gherkin. <laughs> yeah. When he was playing for Wednesday. <laughs> no, it looked like the game they played for West Ham against Bradford years ago, where he sits down on side of Oh, starts and crying and bangs yeah, that trick. He's like, I, I don't play no more. <laughs> then Harry has a word. Yeah. Big Harry's throat sideline, like, come on, get up. Go right. on, go and play. You're getting, you're getting all shari- Oh, no, that's Neil Warnock. I've gone the wrong way. Ignore that. Like, Keep going. Who, who's... Uh, Who's Harry's missus? I always say Sharon. Sharon's yeah, my go-to that's... automatic, but I always say that for Warnock. Yeah, because Warnock was um, just in Sandra. Peru, wasn't he? Sandra. Sandra. Sandra sounds Sand. right. Sand. Yeah, it is. Because yeah, of Sand. Yeah. Well, Sandra's not cooking tea for you tonight, lad, unless you get back on that pitch stop in a little crybaby <laughs> and he bangs in. It's that scissor kicking people and putting ball in net and that. And taking penalties off Lampard. A prepubescent yeah. Lampard. A very young boy, Lampard. 
for you, Fat. Well, that's enough talk about De Canio, anyway. Uh, let's move on to Burnley-Liverpool, the last game that we have on his list. And really, it was business as usual for Liverpool. But the biggest talking point yeah. was Mane kicking, absolutely kicking off about Salah not passing to him. Well, Salah's greedy. Like it's ob- he, it's it's renowned that he's a little bit greedy because he now thinks. Well, I don't know if it's the case that he does think that, but he definitely plays like that. That he's the main guy for Liverpool. Where, I, to be fair, it's more consistent. He's probably. I, I, I was about to say Mane's just as good as Salah. Like, maybe, Do you know what though? The the vision he's that I have up there is if Firmino wasn't playing, did both. Struggle, Salah and Mane. Yeah, like that's that's just how I see it. But um, I understand his frustration because he was in an amazing position, and anyone else would have just been like, "Yeah, why not? Let's just <laughs> knock that across. Don't fancy yep. stick." And he didn't. But this sort of thing is what they were sort of covering on, like everything that I've watched about it. They've they've said that it's something that's clearly building up. So it's like running frustration of like a few games in a row where he's maybe not passed it. Yeah, I, I think it is that. I generally think I generally agree with the pundits that are saying that. To be fair, because there's been few times where Salah, I've seen it in matches as like Salah could have just laid Mane. It seems yeah. always seem to be Mane as well. It's like it could just lay him across, but Salah's Billy Big Time now at Liverpool, and he's trying to do everything himself and doing a. Sh- a bit of skill to yeah. skin someone again. Doing, and doing one too many oh, skill stupid. moves or one too many turns, etc. Losing it. It's like a young boy in FIFA <laughs> holding down skill buttons. Yeah. Like, that's pretty much what it is. You, yeah. You've already mugged him off once. Yeah, no, just pass the ball. But We'll have to see how that sort of develops a little bit because that could be an issue from going forwards if it's the case that Mane is getting that frustrated with him because that is a big... Just kick off in that, that sort of... Like... 3-0 up, like, you'd sort of be like, ha, sort of thing. But 3-0 up and not getting that pass and still kicking off like that, that is clearly something that is built up and built up and built up. Yeah, of course it is. Like, and now people are showing clips of all these times that Salah yeah. could have passed to Mane when Mane was in a better position Salah's not scored. It's like, I totally understand yeah. where Mane's coming from. And it, but now, now that it's been brought to everyone's attention, I think... Well, it's easier said than done because a cop can obviously have a word with him, but when in the heat of the game, if his natural instinct is to be a greedy little, <laughs> you know, yeah, he'll still do it. it. Yeah. So you, you can't. Time will tell. They're they're just unfortunate aspects of people's games that certain players have, and you can't. It's like a subconscious thing, really, isn't it? It's not even that he's meaning to do yeah. it. It's subconscious. He's just thinking to himself, right? I'll just quickly take it this way take it like you're not really processing what's going on in that quick yeah it's, it's not it's like a chess move where you're planning three moves ahead it's like yeah, yeah i'll do the skill move then this one then i will pass it across to mommy yeah. you just do it instant like it's it's just a, a poor quality in some Complete place, instincts we just yeah. have to see it develops there, there was a funny video of uh Firmino when they were walking through the tunnel <laughs> with <laughs> that it, grin like oh <laughs> trying to separate the two it stood between them but it's brilliant such a good little video that um but that yeah. is all of the football action that we have this week so it's time for us to move on into should i stay or should i go 
Should I stay or should I go? The Football Foundry England Euros World Cup team. <sighs> Whoa. So far, yeah, that's a you, no, I'm amazing. Euros World Cup team. Oh, is that, is that what I yeah. said? <laughs> Euros. Squad. Yes. Good lad. <laughs> Euros World Cup team. Tit. <laughs> Because the old one was uh, a World no. Cup one, so it threw me. Um, but yes, so far we have Sancho and Sterling in his team. And how we're going to do it is is each week we're going to add a player in each. And once we have a starting 11, we are then going to put players up to the votes for you, the listener, to decide who deserves the place more. So, for example, if Matt threw up Harvey Barnes and I threw up Tammy Abraham, you'd vote against them too. Pick your favourite, who deserves it more, then that winner goes into the mm-hmm. team. And at the end of the season, we see how close we got with it. But yes, so far we have Sancho and Sterling and Matt. Who are you putting forward? Trent. Trent. I'm going to not go too obvious. and I'm just going to say James Madison. Okay. No, no. I'm happy with that. I want, I want, no, I want no. I'm happy with it, that. So. Yep. We've got Trent Alexander-Arnold in and James Madison. I've gone, I've added to an attack that we already have, kind of, um, and Matt's starting the defence out, so we're going a bit opposites now. But, yeah, um, I can't argue nope. Trent whatsoever. <laughs> if anyone out there argues. Speaking of which, the thing that you that you showed me about the Arsenal fan, <laughs> oh my gosh, just whilst it's fresh in my head, let's talk about this for a moment. I've not got any sound clips or anything because I've, I've just come into my head. But basically, an Arsenal fan phones up... Um, well, it was pulled off the Match of the Day Facebook oh. page. I don't know if that's TalkSport or how they pulled that. So, but, uh, no, it'd be 5 It'd be 5 Live. It'd be 5 Live. 5 yeah. So... Arsenal fan phones a radio station, and as I'm sure many of you know, Robbie Savage yeah. is on that, and he's speaking to Robbie Savage, and he's this Arsenal fan genuinely believes that Arsenal are going to go and win the league this season, and Robbie Savage laughs him off, and the guy starts getting upset about obviously the media putting Arsenal down, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and he's like, "Why do you think Arsenal aren't going to win the league?" And he was like, "Well, you can't defend." Like Liverpool and Man City are miles ahead than what you are. Like basically, Robbie Savage for one speaking yeah. truth instead of garbage. Um, and then he goes on to say um, that this fan believes that Arsenal have player for player better squads. Than right. The Did, didn't he say Man it was Tech Socrates over Van Dyke? No, no, it was David Luiz over Van Dyke. David Luiz over Van Dyke. <laughs> and he got the comparison of Robbie Savage says to him, who would you rather have? Ainsley Mitten Niles or Trent Alexander Arnold? And he sort of he like goes, Oh, well, um, um and then they sort of brush away from it ever so slightly. And then he says, Have you not heard of Hector Bellerin? Hector Bellerin's a better player than Trent Alexander Arnold. And you just like stop. <laughs> just Get a grip. Stop. And then Kevin De Bruyne or Meza Ozil. It picks Meza Straight off the bat. <laughs> Doesn't even hesitate. Ozil's like. Oh, it's just it's just funny. Honestly, if you're listening and you don't have a clue what we're on about, just YouTube it or something. You will find it. It is brilliant. This Arsenal fan is just deluded. I don't know how that randomly came to me, but I think it was a mention of Trent that um, yeah that fed me to it. But wow, it's brilliant, idiots. Oh well, let's wrap up our show anyway before we get random callers. 
that that'd be quite a fun section. Um, <laughs> I need a game of the week from you, please, Matthew. Oh, as always, I'm never prepared for this because I actually forgot about it. Uh, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Let's have a look. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, um, North London Derby. Easy. I watched it. It was a great game to watch. You're going North London. Yeah. I'm going to be really biased here and say Chelsea, Sheffield United. I've, I've got to. We've we got a point against one of the so-called big boys. So I'm, I'm going to. To be fair, it, it's the two games that we actually said for team um, for one to watch. So... Oh my god, it is, yeah. I, yep. but weirdly, you said Chelsea Sheffield United. And I said, yeah. You actually called 2 2 as well, didn't you? Yeah, I know I did. Yeah. I actually did, which is really weird. Yeah, you, like you genuinely called 2 2, which is a big shout, and it, it paid off. And so. it was, and you heard it on here. And it yeah, aired, you heard it before it the year. match, aired it before the match, so you know I didn't edit it. Yeah, I got, I got a message from um, our loyal listener, Dino, Dean Proud. Oh, god. Uh, sent a message saying, uh, that you called it first. <laughs> there we go. Fair point. As soon as the result came in, got a message pop up, Matt called it. <laughs> so there we go. Oracle um, Clark. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so next week we do have the international break, of course. Uh, England are playing in the European qualifiers against Bulgaria and Kosovo. <laughs> I don't think it's worth even predicting these, is it? <laughs> Two England wins. Yep, you'd hope so. Anyway, let, let's hope so. I mean, not played for a little bit, so anything could happen. It's all right. I'll have Carlisle versus Exeter from a game one to watch this week. <laughs> uh, it's all all the lower leagues. We uh, might we might have a dabble in them. We'll we'll see how good and entertaining these English games are, and then we might have a dabble in lower leagues. See how things are. No worries. <laughs> But other than that, that is everything from us this week. So if you would like to get in touch with us and send us messages when Matt calls things, you can do so by <laughs> finding us on Facebook or Twitter. Footy Foundry. You can go to our website. Uh, www.thefootballfoundry.com A uh, huge thank you to our partners, the Beautiful Game Network. You can find them on Twitter by searching for... At BGNFM. And... Finally, a huge thank you to our sponsors, Roughneck Scarves. They are the official scarf supplier for the MLS, USL, and US Soccer. You can get yourself a custom-made scarf for your team at www.roughneckscarves.com. Brilliant. So, thank you very much for coming with us again on this lovely ride. And Matt is going to say goodbye. Goodbye. And I am going to say goodbye. And we are all getting aboard the Roy Hodgson steam train. Thank you very much for listening, everyone, and goodbye. This podcast is part of Britpod Scene an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritPodScene.com or BritPodScene on Twitter to find out more. Oh.